What's on tap for today on Money with Friends? Google rolling out a new certification program that could upend colleges and at least one top university uh, head says we should be paying attention. Another guy says we should pay attention joins us today. Adam Carroll, creator of the student loan crisis documentary you watch on CNBC, joins us to talk education on today's October 23rd episode of Money with Friends. Welcome back to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement outside Texarkana, Texas. I'm Joe Salcihi. My name is Adam Carroll, coming to you from the rockin' metropolis of Des Moines, Iowa once again. Money with Friends, uh, you're in for a treat today. This is the podcast where we put the bar high and we cover stories ripped for the financial press. Today, we're going to tackle one about Google maybe upending the higher uh, education system. Not only do we read through them like some podcasts, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, and pay down debt more effectively. And if that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Adam Carroll back for more today. And I know this is a story about Google uh, near and dear to your heart. This is near and dear. And I'll tell you why, Joe. I've done now TED Talks on the topic, a documentary on the topic. I've been on 750 college campuses talking about the topic. Um, and I think some really cool change is afoot. And it's, it's exciting. Well, without further ado, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Julian from Rich and Regular. Friends, check. Money, check. Friends with money? Let's do this. All right. Today's piece comes to us from Business Insider. It's written by Adam Weinberg. By the way, this is Adam's opinion piece. Adam writes, uh, Google just changed the higher education game. Colleges and universities should be paying attention. He writes that Google's new career certificates program is changing higher education by offering a new alternative to traditional university degrees. Students are now facing an increasing number of options for higher education. Universities will need to decide how to adapt to that changing market. Uh, Adam Weinberg, by the way, president of Denison University in Granville, Ohio. Uh, Adam, that's a place where I almost moved. It was on our five places we were looking at possibly. That is a gorgeous university and a fantastic. It's a beautiful town. It is an incredibly beautiful town. Uh, But but so uh, Adam, very, very seems a little worried about, uh, about this. And I guess worry might not be the right, might not be the right term, but it, but, but it also, let's start here. It strikes me that Adam of all people would write this opinion column because this is a liberal arts college. This is not Mm -hmm. a college that's a technical Institute, right? Google with a certification program really, I think is going to have it in for people just searching the technical boxes to get where they want to go. If I'm going to a place like Denison, Adam, it seems to me I'm more looking at just expanding my brain. I'm looking at, at, at finding this wide, wide view of the world, right? Getting a regular English degree or a history degree or something that maybe doesn't set me up for the next great American job, but sets me up for a richer life. Why would somebody like Adam be worried about this, uh, this Google certification program? Well, I think there's probably a couple forces at play here, Joe. Number one is the increasing costs 
that universities are, are undertaking and then have to pass along to their students. Um, much of it is administrative bloat. You know, it's the number of, of administrators that keeps growing on college campuses that, that increases the cost as well as various, uh, various other things. Like, can you imagine how much it costs to provide Wi-Fi to a university that has 10,000 or 50,000 students? I mean, it's millions of dollars a month just for students to be able to stream Netflix. And oh, by the way, they're going to be upset if they can't. So some of this is we're, we're comparing this experience that we want students to have with the added cost of all of that. And then you compare it with, but I can stay at home, which we've been used to doing now, getting education from my laptop. And it's being provided by Google, one of the probably the most esteemed employers, uh, certainly of this day and age. And they're willing to do it for $47 a month over six months. So the whole certificate program is 300 bucks. The big issue in, in my head when it comes to the Google certification program is not does Google have the chops to know what should be on the list of, you know, on the curriculum, right, of, of what we should study. The, the bigger issue for me are, are these people in uh, hiring divisions of all these different companies. If, if, if Adam Carroll is hiring somebody and they're looking for that four-year degree, are they going to accept a $47 Google certification in lieu of that degree? Or are they going to say, no, I'd much rather see the four years at Michigan State University, the finest university in the United States, as an example? Yeah. <laughs> was that a flex, Joe? I felt I like a flex. I did, did, was it? <laughs> I, I, it felt very so, natural to me. Felt there very there are a couple of questions in that. Um, one is, that how, how employers are looking at a four-year degree, and there are many folks out there, presidents of universities included, who will tell you to your face, and they did when I was doing Broke, Bust, and Disgusted. They said, listen, we know that the degree is completion bias. All it does is it, it demonstrates someone's ability to complete something. So we're not necessarily looking for, are they great writers or are they very creative types? It's like, well, do you have a degree? Okay, well, then you at least made it through that gauntlet, and now you're hireable. Um, you contrast that with what some of the firms out there that maybe are a little more forward thinking are doing. Um, case in point, a good friend of mine works in Silicon Valley, did a startup business. He had over 100 employees. And he said, Adam, what I would tell your kids to do is take the, the Google provided course on Coursera on machine learning. And it was a thousand, it was either a thousand or two thousand dollars. And I think it was a six month long program. But he said, if I see someone has that certification, I will give them a hundred thousand dollar a year job. No questions asked. Really? Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's not that they survived it. It's that they understand machine learning and how it works. That's right. So, yep. so, well, so it seems to me the question here that you're bringing up then is this, what, one of my favorite terms in training is efficacy, right? It's, it's uh, what value are you getting from the education uh, that you can replicate later? And it sounds like that's what this, this person's worried about is, is that the training actually sticks. So yep. do colleges have to charge less money because of the $47 pressure or do they need to give more value or is this not either or is it both? I think it could be a both end scenario. I, I don't see it really in the cards that the universities are going to ratchet down the cost on the, the per unit uh, price, you know, in terms of credit hours. 
Um, I don't I think don't they can afford happening. I don't think they can afford to now, Adam. I mean, I think they have too much infrastructure built up that even though kids will probably never go back to school the way that they did before COVID, um, yeah. I, I, I just think the cost cards are lined up too much against them. I agree. I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I think the one thing that it will force uh, in the hand of the colleges and universities is getting more creative about what what it is that they're offering, that it's not necessarily just a four-year program or just a two-year program, but there are certificates in certain um, skills or, or specialties that they're offering that are maybe priced commensurately. So it's not, oh, it's going to cost you $60,000 to go through this program for four years. It's more like, well, this program is 12 grand, but when you come out, you will have this leadership certificate or you'll have this technical certificate in this particular thing. And that is in fact what the employers will end up looking for. Which brings up another thing, four years. Are we, are we maybe on the cusp of rethinking four years to get where you want to go? Part of the uh, Broke, Busted, and Disgusted documentary, we interviewed the uh, president of Purdue University. Uh, Mitch Daniels is his name, who used to be the governor of, I believe it was Indiana, um, but he was known as the blade in Congress. He would go in and he would just slash all, so, all manners of cost cutting. And he went into Purdue and he said, why are we doing a four-year program? Can we do this in three years? And are there certain majors? Clearly, some engineering degrees, medical degrees, other professions need all of the time on college campuses. But for some liberal arts degrees, do we need four years of time to make sure that they are getting what they need to go out and be successful in the workforce? And so he threw out a challenge to departments and to colleges um, on his on his uh, campus. He said, I will pay $500,000 to whomever can create a three-year curriculum that is best in class. And he ended up giving, I don't remember which college ended up receiving it, but they did figure out a way to get students in and out in three years with nearly all of the credit hours they needed to be proficient in whatever that skill set is. I want to turn this conversation away from what colleges are doing and talk about what you and I can do uh, just as people. And I feel like this also changes the game where instead of waiting for a university to come up with a curriculum, now... I need to really kind of be in charge of my own curriculum, right? And I think a lot of parents are also feeling that as they're they're teaching their kids at home. They're like, yeah. oh, I had no idea this was the curriculum. I, I kind of need to start putting together my own game. I feel right. like the more we take control and say, what is my learning path going to be, the better off we might end up. Indeed. I, I, I believe that where we are going potentially as a society, and I think COVID exacerbated this a little bit, is that we actually have to bring some of the um, call it lighting the fire of passion or something at home. My kids, if given the opportunity, would spend six hours a day playing Overwatch. You know, And we keep saying, this is not healthy. You can't be on your device just being like the dopamine rush that you're getting from the, the massive action that's happening online. That's not healthy to do that that long during the day. So fi let's find two or three things, even one thing right now that you can be passionate about in addition to gaming, and what would that be? And if we can start bringing that home, I think schools are doing a fairly effective job of it. At our high school, um, they have something called the Apex Program, where they, they clearly state our goal in this program is to identify what kids don't want to do. So if we give them the opportunity to test this thing for 90 days, and they're like, that's not it, that's, that's the win, because now we can move them into something that they actually might like to do. 
I think we need to start taking that on at home where we just throw a challenge out. Like for the next 60 days, we're going to learn some skill that we think you might like, but the kids have a say in that. Um, and candidly, I borrowed that from a buddy of mine who every 30 day period, he decides to learn something new and he just goes into a deep dive, um, you know, exploration of that for 30 days time. I love that. I absolutely love that. I interviewed uh, Josh Kaufman for the personal MBA a few weeks ago, talking about setting up your own MBA program, like forget about somebody else's yeah. set up your own. And, and the ideas he had around curriculum were just fantastic. And once he did that, I try to spend an hour, hour and a half every morning diving into some topic that I'm really interested in. And it's in, in, and not to get something out of it today right now, but to get some foundational knowledge in that area yeah. even. And it is, it is really, really, um, it's empowering. But besides that, you lost me at not playing yeah. video games for six hours. Cause I'm into that. I, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of healthy things well, there. Like your name. You can get onto overwatch and play with my son. See what I they're keep, doing. In there. I keep trying to convince my spouse that it's okay for me to do that with my life. And it just, it goes nowhere. I have no idea what's yeah. up with that. Uh, we do this, one thing I want to ask you really quick, Joe, how is the study of mixology going? Isn't that what you've been deep diving in for the last 30 or 60 days? Let's put it this way. I am ready to get back to that. Today is, as we record, this is day eight with COVID and I want to get back to mixology studying. I really, really want to get back to that. I'm so excited about that. I should not be saying that I'm excited about that. I'm not 12 step program excited about it. Let's put it that way. But man, if we could get back to that sooner rather than later, that would be fantastic. See how I work COVID into another and do another it show. Magical. It was magical. It is fan. It's like your uncle. He and I, we got that going on. Uh, and to get that joke, you got to go back and listen to yesterday, everybody. Uh, but, uh, by the way, we're, uh, we've got uh, a few people hanging out with us live as we make the show. Annette says, it's going to take a long time for this concept to gain significant traction. Most are terrified of change. I think, I think she's right on. I think, Adam, that uh, we do have a, a ways to go. Yeah, the dominoes will begin to fall and they will fall. Uh, they're very small dominoes at first. They're all the private institutions that didn't have hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in reserve funds. They're the ones that are looking at, you know, what is our enrollment rate? What is our what are our hard costs and what's the burn rate if we continue down this path? And many of them in the last 18 months have just said we're closing our doors forever. And now it's this empty space that will eventually be taken up by uh, could be school systems. It could be just commercial real estate, but we're going to see that over and over again. And the metric on this, I think is going to be watching state schools, state university enrollment numbers, um, as well as community college enrollment numbers. And if we see both of those incrementally creeping up, we know that the private colleges are starting to lose some of their enrollment and those folks are swimming upstream to the, the state universities. Which also is why it's significant that Adam Weinberg wrote this piece, the president of uh, Denison University, which is not a low-cost college. That's a fairly expensive right. liberal arts school who's, who's uh, uh, ringing the warning bell. Uh, uh, Gregory uh, says a UK degree programs often three years instead of four years. So there's a, there's a cut right there, Adam. Uh, uh, Kimberly says the employers 
are what will bring the change. If they don't require it, the schools will lose the traction. I think that's a big thing. I think too many employers, I, I totally agree with Kimberly. I think too many employers, Adam, are just looking for the check boxes. I, yeah. To me, it feels a little bit lazy, right? It's yeah. like, okay, you got to have this check box, this check box. Instead of going into what you said your, your friend wanted, which is this very specific thing, they just want a few check boxes. And I think it's uh, hiring's got to become a little deeper than that. I would agree. When we did our, our documentary, I got a number of emails from students who would say, I really want to do a documentary. How do you do this? I'm in documentary film school at USC. Um, you know, things like that. Well, I, I know they're going to leave with $180,000 in student loans, I'm assuming. Um, so my question to folks is, if you really want to learn something, there are ways to learn that online. You can go to YouTube and spend a month doing a deep dive like my friend does in some topic. And then at the interview process, when they say, well, what do you know about SEO as an example? And you say, oh, I've spent the last 30 days or 60 days deep diving into everything SEO. Here's the download of everything I know. And employers are gonna be like, oh, well, maybe you don't need a digital marketing degree from UCLA. Maybe you're actually just as, as versed or skilled in this because you taught yourself. I, I remember being in one of those public relations uh, courses. And my professor had a practitioner, a PR come in and talk to us. And the very first thing she said was 95% of what you're learning here, you're never going to use. And I thought, well, and this, by the way, was when I was paying for school myself. And I thought, which I thought, what a waste of money. What it just like this, yeah. this woman comes in and immediately tells me I'm wasting a ton of money. And I thought, oh, that's that, that stinks. Hey, in just a second, Adam and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion on higher education and Google's new certification program. But before we get there, just want to say a big thanks to people who have checked out Tiller Money using our link. Tiller is the, uh, the, the, the system that I use to not only track my spending as I spend money, but also to create a budget so when I spend money in the future, I do it better. You can optimize your financial life in Google Sheets or in Microsoft Excel with fast automatic transaction imports, easy templates, and a free 30-day trial. What I really like about Tiller is the fact that because it's a spreadsheet and they give me templates, number one, I don't have to set up the whole spreadsheet myself. I'm not great at that. I don't have time to do that, but I can use their template and I can get rid of all the spots that I don't like. I've used a lot of different apps over the years and every app seems to have something that I just don't love. And with Tiller, I can get rid of the stuff I don't love and I can build in the pieces that I do like. So to check it out, go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for your free 30 day trial. And you can see if you like it as much as, as I do. Uh, Adam, what's our takeaway from today's discussion about this new Google certification program? I think the takeaway mainly, Joe, is that we've got to really pay attention to where education is going. Um, I think if you were a parent and you have children that are uh, going through junior high and high school, they are being fed a lot of information about needing to go to school, uh, go to school being the traditional two-year or four-year route. And I think as a parent, we need to be open to the thought that there is a different way of going about this. Um, it may not be the exact right way right now, but in the next 10 years, my, my youngest son has 10 years before he goes to college. I think it will look drastically different than my daughter who will go in the next two. Um, and so we are just keeping our thumb on the pulse and, and trying to decide how much money do we put away in 529 plans versus how much do we set aside to help him maybe pursue some passions and do some educational projects on his own 
that make him equally qualified for the jobs to which he'll apply down the road. My favorite part of what we talked about today was about your, um, your high school's uh, objective about getting rid of the things that you don't like. And I think without, to some degree, the discussion about creating our own curriculum um, and being out there exploring what you like and what you don't like and trying different things, I think is, um, uh, uh, I think without that piece, I think that it's going to take you a lot longer to get where you want to go. I mean, I'm a guy that grew up in farm country in West Michigan. I thought that an engineer was the guy that drove the train. Had I known that there was a whole different type of engineer, I prob people that know me will tell you I probably would have been an engineer, but I had no idea. But had I earlier on in my life, looked at some of these different options and known that they were out there and done more exploring. And by the way, that's no knock on my parents. It really is a knock on our society and just where yeah. we lived and how I grew up that, um, that I could have, uh, maybe had a whole different career path. Um, so it's, it, it, I think this idea of creating your own curriculum is something that still today at 52 years old, Adam really excites me. Uh, I'm imagining you taking the job assessment and it says you would be, you could be an engineer and you're like, I don't even like trains. <laughs> well, that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is that I love trains. I, abs I absolutely love trains. If there was anything I would do right now, if it weren't being here with you, it'd be working on a model railroad, like right now. I, I don't know what the deal is, but me and choo-choo trains, just fantastic. It. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, Adam, five, I was looking at your, your uh, TEDx videos. Five and a half million people have watched some of your TED videos. Is that just, d d does that blow your mind? Is that amazing? No, it does. It absolutely blows my mind. Um, particularly when you look at the, the, a, the amount of TEDx talks that are out there, B the ones that make it to TED.com. And then some of the ones that have 5 million or 10 million views, which I think we're on, on pace to hit soon. Um, 2,700 people per day on average, watch that talk, which that, that alone is mind blowing. So it's been an honor to watch that happen. And it was probably one of the most fun um, exercises I ever went through, you right. know, planning that, delivering it and watching it happen on the back end. Did you feel nervous up there? Oh my gosh, Joe. Uh, first of all, I felt the greatest bout of imposter syndrome you can imagine because of the other people who were on stage with me. And I was, I was talk number 13 of 17 that day. So all day long, I'm just like, oh my gosh, who is this person? She invented what? Or, oh my gosh, this, this guy was the head of the London gangs who's been shot six times. I played Monopoly with my children in Iowa. <laughs> Who am I? So yeah, it was, it was wild. You can get a great dose of Adam, not just at his podcast, Build a Bigger Life, but also at, uh, and, and watching his TED videos, just do a YouTube search or you can go to adamspeaks.com. Adam, thanks for hanging out with us again today, my friend, and uh, talking higher education. We'll see you back here in a month. Always a pleasure. Can't wait for it. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. 
For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.